This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. With another episode of the Moto X Pod Show tonight, it's episode 130 with Mr. Derek Wedding in studio. We've got uh, amateur kid Dawson Riker on tonight, Geico Honda mechanic Derek Dwyer, and Will Hahn from Star Yamaha is going to come on for a little bit. Um, let's talk to our battle sponsors. Title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show is Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, our longtime sponsor, one of the original sponsors of the Moto X Pod Show, Socks, Shock Socks, your original and number one 10-second removable fork steel protector. Uh, we got MX Girl Designs for your graphics needs, All Sport Dynamics for your wrist braces, Blood Lubricants, the best oil on the planet, Fly Racing, since 1999, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. Go to flyracing.com. Power Band Racing for your WP suspension needs. Works wheels and mods for Cerakoting, other suspension needs and engine work. Extreme colors for your helmet painting. And of course, Kyle Tucker, who is now with Remax Fine Properties. Contact Kyle at kyletuckerrealestate.com. Uh, or you can contact him at 318 389 seven six nine six or just hit me up for info if you're looking to buy or sell anything real estate wise in the united states of america kyle will help you out and if you want some stickers kyle has made a bunch of stickers that he's offering to our fans just contact him again at kyle at kyle like i said uh episode 130 you got mr Derek wedding in studio what's up Derek? what's going on guys so we are live on YouTube. Uh, no DJ TJ tonight, who usually runs the YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, bear with me, because I'm going to be trying to go back and forth and do this on my own. Um, what's up, uh, gringo? And uh, Garrett Rockley in so far. You guys uh, know that I get a little distracted with the YouTube stuff in the comments. I'm going to try to keep myself in line and do the show. Um, but I will be trying to answer some. At the end of the show, I think we're going to do like a YouTube question and answer, maybe. Um, so just hang tight, but uh, Derek, man, tell us what what you've been up to. You you did some racing this weekend. Yeah, I went over to Swan and uh, trying to get as much seat time as I can here before the Loretta's uh, trip in, in a couple of weeks and uh, went down and um, just kind of a spur of the moment deal, decided I was going to try and uh, <laughs> go run a qualifier so I could yeah. go ride Wyndham's track because I'd heard so much stuff about Wyndham's place. And so uh, went down there and rode the uh, regional made it out in the uh, sixth overall and so been riding as much as i can trying to get back used to the four stroke because i ride a lot of two stroke stuff old vintage stuff right and, and uh decade bikes and so i went swan this weekend and uh rode two classes in a day race and did real well there and learned a lot of stuff and then uh decided at the last minute to ride 
two classes in the night race and, Dang. Uh, on Saturday and uh, um, pulled a whole shot in my first moto on it and was way out in front of a couple different classes on that gate. And, and I learned something then, too, because I learned not to let a lapper frustrate me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I we got, see that from Adam Cianciarillo. Yeah. Well, that's not got, always, it's not really lappers with him, but, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I got a little, uh, got a little aggressive and right at the finish line, uh, uh, third person that wasn't involved in the whole deal, uh, uh, between me and this squirrel that I was lapping, uh, <laughs> that I was been hollering at for a lap and a half. And, uh, he swerved over in front of me, but anyway, this innocent guy, he heard him on his left. I was on his right. He moved to the right and a little bit and I, I plugged him man right from behind and both Whoa. of us went down. You and, plugged him from behind. That's going to get Gringo on YouTube going. <laughs> that comment alone is going to yeah, get him going. I pile drived him, and, and it was <laughs> uh, it was ugly. Uh, both of us went down, and uh, it was a learning experience for me. Even yeah. with all the years' of experience I've got, I, I try to learn something every day, and I damn sure learned something that night. Right. You know, so. Yeah, for our newer listeners who don't know, Derek, uh, he's an old-school vet guy from Texas, but – he, uh, he raced for Mitch Payton back in the 70s, back when it was PCP racing, before Pro Circuit was the title of uh, the, of what we know as Pro Circuit now, obviously. Derek's been around a long time, still fast as shit. Um, before we go on, is your mic okay? Because I didn't really adjust it properly for you before yeah, we started. If we fine. need to, we can stop this and get you where you need well, to be. that's all right. I can, uh, I can adjust, you know. Well, do you, I can move it. Oh. You want to <laughs> stop? He's a... Uh... He's catering to me. Here, yeah, I think, but you know, if I'm you're if you're okay, good. we'll keep going. I'm good but, with it. Okay, all right. Well, just let me know if we need to fix things. Okay, so yeah, like I said tonight, we've got uh, amateur kid Dawson Riker who contacted me about coming on Derek Dwyer and Will Hahn. Let's talk about Red Bud a little bit in the season. Uh, you've been following it some, yeah, much yeah. as you can. Um, lot going on. Uh, you know, Kenny uh, Kenny Roxon's a big topic. You know, his his health is issues. Man, yeah. what do you think? What do you think about what's going on with him? I mean, it's just kind of should, should Honda keep him out there like that? Uh, you know, it's kind of I guess that needs to be discussed with his doctors and him more than it than it's up to Honda. Uh, I, I think Kenny's got a lot of guts and he's uh, he's definitely you know probably one of the strongest riders out there. But there's something definitely going on after that that first Florida uh, moto to where he, I think he got overheated. Yep. And once that happens, it comes on to you so hard and so fast every time, and it's hard to get it's hard to get a handle on it again. So, um, you know, heat heat stroke or heat uh, 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 frustration, as I call it, because yeah. I get, you know I get frustrated and weak <laughs> and tired when I get hot. But it's um, you know something needs to be definitely looked at because he's he's suffering from something all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, and and we've heard other shows talk about it. You probably don't necessarily listen, but. You know, like, is it a good look for him to be out there and be running up front and then drop back 10, 12 positions? Uh, you know, I think anybody that really is involved in the sport that listens, it's fans like us, we know there's something going on. It, it, it doesn't re- really, to us, it doesn't reflect on Honda. The average fan, though, that's watching may be like, whoa, what's going on? You know, I mean, you kind of wonder, but I think the guy's trying to push through and be a professional and, and do his job as best he can. Yeah, it is, it is a job, and I understand that, but, uh, uh, like you said, we know the difference, but you know the the average guy that just picks it up off the TV, he, he doesn't understand it. So right, you know, maybe Honda should step in a little bit and maybe say, hey, we're gonna take we're gonna take three or four weeks off or something. But I think it needs to be that's something his doctor needs to be working on with him. And uh, 
Yeah, and I think they are. They're just they, they at least publicly they haven't announced what the what it is. I'm sure they have to know something by now with all the blood work they've done. But it's it's weird to see, you know, just to see a guy at that level. He's had such a rough couple years, and you know, there are moments of brilliance here and there in the last se- this last season. But just feel bad for the guy. Well, I think he's going to get a hold on it. He's he's been able to come back from. Um, <laughs> from career-ending injuries that, that he's had. And uh, I do believe that he will get a hold of it and and uh, they'll make some adjustments and they'll they'll uh, they'll start to show some improvement here pretty soon. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, so also in the 450 class, we've had Marvin, who's come on strong the last couple rounds. We've got a couple overalls. Uh, starting to close that points lead, up, points lead up that Eli has. You know, by the end of the season, we may have a, a, a tight race, hopefully. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what was holding him back from the start of the season. He he seemed like he was doing real well, and uh, at the end of the – or to me, he was coming on at the end of the Supercross season yep. too, and and it should have rolled on over. But, um, you know, I, I, it just – I never can understand that guy. He, yeah. Because from one day to the next, it can, it's like a light switch. Either it's on or it's off. Well, it's kind of, I mean, the same thing with Eli, but like with with Marvin, even when he's on, like it just seems like these little things. Well, I guess same thing with Eli, but he'll have these little crashes or little mistakes that just drop him back. And he's like so close to being that top level. He is top, you know, but to be like right there at winning all the time. I mean, there's most of the time in Supercross, he was the fastest guy, but just couldn't get the wins. Well, Eli, Eli is his own, uh, yeah. his own worst enemy yeah. on that. He just, he doesn't know when to dial it back or whatever, uh, uh, when he should. And just, uh, but, um, I mean, Marvin's coming on strong. He's, uh, he's got some confidence building up ever, ever race and kind of the same way that Webb did for Supercross. You know, he, he started having better results and, and, and it, his confidence started building and building and building. And so he leveled out into a, a zone that he was able to to you know do every weekend yeah and won him a championship right so um marvin's you know kind of doing the same thing i see and and um he's trying to you know uh get to that same level i guess that uh where webb found and so yeah uh, you know he's gonna i think he's gonna he's gonna find it and it's gonna be a tight race at the end of the season he's coming on at the right time and we're midway through the season he wasn't horribly far back and and you know i i just hope i don't want to see it wrapped up with two rounds ago you know nobody ever likes that but um yeah, it gets kind of boring that yeah way. you know and in, in the 250 class we've had adam Cirillo who has been crushing it uh very consistent with podiums for the most part um, but all of a sudden, we got Dylan Ferranda seems to have found his starts, and it's about to make this thing interesting. I think it's um, he's twenty five points back right now. All the star guys are second. Dylan twenty five points back. Justin Cooper is twenty six points back, and third or yeah third. And then Colt Nichols is one hundred and three points. I mean, that's a big gap to make yep. up. But yep. those guys as a team, you really can't complain. They're all they're all in the top ten every weekend. It yeah. seems like and. Uh, Usually, what I've been kind of noticing, it's been more than the top, you know, six or seven every weekend. Yes. It seems like. And and then they've got a couple of other guys that are back there that I guess are, you know, just some lower support guys that are uh, doing real, real well also, you know, that are coming on strong. Yeah. So, um, like uh, uh, Masterpool, you know, those guys, those are guys are all coming on strong now also. 
right and starting to kind of feel you know feel their way through the through the races and the programs and learning every weekend and uh so i think they're going to be a big uh big part of it towards the end of the season i hope so i, I like seeing close racing uh for everybody listening Tonight we or this week we are giving away a set of Fly FR5 boots, which is the new mid-level uh, mid-level boot that Fly came out with for 2019. Comes in four colorways. We're gonna give those away. I'm gonna have a trivia question here in just a little bit. Uh, somewhere through that the show, I'll throw out a trivia question. We'll give you guys two weeks to get the answers in, and we'll give those things away. I guess it'll be the week after Millville, which I'm going to. Can't wait, Millville. Um, but anyway, let's get back to some racing. So, um, Amart, Amart struggled all year. Um, JGR Suzuki just struggled, unfortunately, off and on since the beginning of their inception, pretty much. Amart finally starting to get starts. J-Bone was on Pulp MX last week talking about, hey, we got a new motor package that we pretty much forced on Alex because Alex doesn't like change. Force it on him. All of a sudden, he's getting a couple starts, and the thing lets go in Moto 1 with, like three turns basically four turns to go um gut-wrenching to watch like the whole moto you you always hear gl say oh you know as long as it's still steaming it's okay well that thing steamed the whole way and then it quit like it i, just, I never saw it quit steaming but you just knew it was like it's not gonna make it well you could you could see that the actual engine parts let go there that last yeah with uh that was all instead of steam <laughs> but, uh, but you know it was um you know, I, I, I had a few mechanics way back when that, uh, you know, I, I was I was always open to change and stuff like that, but I had a few mechanics that they wanted to push some stuff on me, and I didn't really, I wasn't comfortable with the way the engines, you know, uh, responded, throttle response, stuff like that. But um, I can understand Alex, uh, uh, you know, not wanting to kind of go with it, but, you know, you've got to trust those guys. And, you know, yeah. they've been uh, working together for a while now, and, and obviously they made a right call because the the bike was running better and stuff like that, and um, you know it, it's unfortunate that it that it broke on him with the, just a few mm. laps left, but um, I think they I think they're on the right track now. You know it's a new I motorcycle. hope so yeah it's a new motorcycle so I mean it's a total new <laughs> yeah so they're gonna have some problems they're gonna have some ups and downs and some oops you know as I like to call them but uh, I think they're on the right track now. I hope so. Yeah, I, I'd like to see those guys do well. Uh, you know, um, Alex is a great guy and just hasn't had much luck this season. To, I know out, he was waiting for outdoors. He's kind of considered a quote-unquote outdoor guy, yep. and it just hasn't quite worked out. Well, let's talk about you a little bit. So, we, you know, you, you race a lot of vintage stuff. You got to race with your brother this weekend at Swan. Yeah. Um, that's cool because we never see him ride anymore, hardly. Yeah, very seldom. But t- let's go back in history to your PCP pro days and – husky and all that i mean how much what was testing like back then well it was a uh back in the old wooden wheels days well, back when we had wooden spokes and stuff yeah. you know so um it was kind of you know about the same was what it is nowadays except for we just didn't have as much uh uh as many tracks and stuff available to us we had a lot more back pasture tracks and stuff uh we um you know homemade tracks um uh, we uh, didn't go rent out tracks and stuff like right. and all that for for uh, testing. But uh, you know, when I rode with with uh, Howard Racing Amsoil on the hunt, you know, with the Honda Hondas and stuff, we had a uh, basically a test couple of test tracks down in College Station. Uh, we had dynos and stuff back then, and that was in the late seventies. And so um, 
guy named Pledgy was, you know, doing a lot of our engine work and stuff back then. And the guy was a wizard with uh, two strokes. And so, you know, he tried, we try a new top end uh, package every week. You know, we would, he would do a different test, uh, uh, porting type of design and stuff and layout and, and, and test new pipes and stuff like that every week. It seemed like then when we moved over to the Huskies, you know, with, um, uh, pro circuit and, uh, with Mitch, it was the same things, uh, for the first few months working with them, you know, we got a lot of different, uh, a lot of different looks and stuff and a lot of different packages that we kind of looked at. Um, and we tried and, uh, some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, had a lot of parts come from Sweden that were, um, not real good. Cause like pistons, you know, we got a whole batch of pistons in that didn't have enough silica in them. So the pistons would swell up and seize up oh, wow. and stuff like that. And, uh, so you know different things but uh, you know the factory was trying some different things at the same time so uh, but it, you know it's kind of the same way it is nowadays it's just we we didn't have as many resources yeah so well like now when they go test they've got suspension guys and engine guys and so many guys out there and they just sit down and the team changes all these parts out of, you know yeah. i mean did you have like help like that like or you have no. one mechanic or were you no. helping wrench <laughs> I had a I had a toolbox of my own. Okay, so uh, I had my one mechanic, and then my my dad. He was a my dad was a pretty good uh, wrench, and um, he was darn sure good at porting and and uh, doing you know making a bike go fast and stay together. And of course, you know we used a uh, you know we used a lot of synthetic oils back then too, and I'm still using the same people and uh, to this day because right. I, I believe in them and sure. And, uh, yeah, Amsoil was a sponsor of us for a, a yeah. while. And, uh, I still, I still use my, my yeah. Amsoil and, and, um, you know, it's, uh, so it was, it was a lot more primitive back then, you know, we had, mm. you know, three rail trailers instead of, uh, <laughs> 18 wheelers. Right. And, right. And, uh, you know, or either, uh, maxi vans, you know, the, the Dodge extended van and, and, uh, we'd throw a couple of bikes in and, and a box full of parts and head out to the, head out to the track, you know, but um usually it was just me my mechanic and and my dad you know so and sometimes my dad being uh in, in court or something so then my mother would go that's kind of like dean wilson at the beginning of 2019 yep. just him and paul parabinos yep. and andy yep that's what uh <laughs> that's what it kind of reminded me of i was like damn i know how he's yeah up. you know so but uh you know nowadays i mean it's like i mean really enjoying kind of getting to ride with my brother and stuff though and yeah yeah um we run a lot of TBRC stuff and right. And, uh, uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Just yep. had the banquet. Yep. And uh, the modern, uh, we run some. Uh, we've got a 125 All Star class in it and stuff now. That's awesome. And and uh, uh, Brandon Glenn and a whole bunch of other guys come out and ride. And, and it's, yeah. It's, it's and for it's for people fun. that are listening in other areas, it's it, TBRC is what Texas Vintage Racing Club. Yep. That was it, right? So that's pretty big around here. They do a lot of they they race like second day. A lot of the, like the Moto Master Series that i tend to race a lot um we race on saturday tvrc race the same track on sunday uh yeah a lot of big tvrc guys around here guys like dennis hawthorne who a lot of our listeners probably remember from being arena cross champion and uh he'll he'll hit some of those and uh not really dennis doesn't do it as much but his brother mike Mike has done some but that's you know a lot of the texas guys show up um scotty winterstrom yeah uh, scotty who, who races some supercross uh, we've got a question here, question here from YouTube for you. Uh, Garrett Rockley wants to know, what's your favorite vintage bike to ride? Well. <laughs> <laughs> and it does, does um, it just depend on the track or the day? or 
Honestly, I've got an 82YZ125 with the radiator on the on the front forks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody kind of gripes about that bike, but um, it handles good, and it really runs fast. I actually think my 82 is faster than the 83s. And, uh, that's, okay. That's probably my favorite uh, older bike. I, I run what we call post-vintage more. Um you know, as big as I am, I, 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 it hurts when I ride something with four inches of travel, but so I run some, I run more of the post vintage and the vintage actually comes up to about 75, 76 years. Yeah. Yeah. Year model. And so, uh, now I do, uh, ride for Potts Thomas racing. Uh, I ride, uh, some of his stuff and, uh, like a 74, uh, SC 500 Yamaha that I rode at Diamond Dons this year. Yeah, yeah, I remember, and, yeah, you told me about that. And that thing was like riding a pissed off Shetland pony, man. But, <laughs> but it was uh, it's probably one of the uh, most actual powerful 500 engines that I've ever ridden in my life. And I've rode a lot of 500s over the years, you know. But uh, I'm kind of working on being that. It's going to be one of my favorites here pretty soon, okay. too. So, because it was a lot of fun. It's different to ride it. And I think yeah. it's real short, so. Um, so let's talk about, again, uh, hopefully the non-Texas listeners won't be too put off by all this, but TVRC year-end banquet was this, what, last weekend, right? Or, it was yeah. this last Sunday. Yeah, because I was on call, so I couldn't go. Um, Tony Mosley's big, I think he's still in charge of all that. Tony Mosley's a longtime yeah. Texas guy. Um, so how'd that go? How was the banquet? You guys like to have some fun. There's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> tall, uh, big fish stories, yeah. tall tales being told, a lot of uh, shit talking going on still. Oh, um, give us a couple highlights of that banquet. Um, well, let's see. We had uh, Steve Wise was there, uh, the Hall of Famer. Uh, yep. Trey Jorsky was there. He runs a lot of TVRC races with us. He was there. Uh, Dennis Daff. Uh, yep. Shan Garcia, um, Shock Socks, and, you know, Shock uh, Sox, uh, uh, and Berm, Berm Lords, Lords Graphics, yeah. Yep. And uh, there are a couple of my sponsors also, and uh, thank y'all. Um, they, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of, lot of people there, and uh, and uh, we had Wes Jordan, who is um, giving out the tips of the week and stuff here lately on 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 uh, Facebook. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, he got an award for tips of the week that you didn't see this week that might be on next week. Okay. But but if you didn't see it that week, it was on the next. The week. next week, right? You never so, really know when it's coming. Yeah. And, uh, right. So, okay. So he got a he got an awarded a wrench a phone. It was twenty two <laughs> millimeter wrench that he made into a microphone at one time. All right. And then um, I got to give away. I do a moto update on. Facebook. Yes, on your Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, as, as Shan Garcia likes to say, moto update, moto update. Yep. So uh, I got to, I was asked to give out the moto update imposter award this year. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, Bobby Hedge, BH25 photography, he ended up winning that this year over Shan. Oh, wow. Poor so, Shan Garcia. <laughs> you know, but I think Shan understood. He he, uh, he put out a couple of pretty good ones, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but for Bobby, sure. Bobby was dead on. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. So. Yeah, if you guys aren't friends with Derek on Instagram or Facebook, you got to check him out. D E R E K Wedding. Um, he's just an old school moto guy, man. He, he every time he goes to a track, I mean, well, if you're just practicing or racing, do a moto update. You driving down the road, I don't know how you see when you're driving because you're doing a long moto update, but they are entertaining and yeah, it's really cool. So give him a shout out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, Derek's just a good dude, man. Um, anyway, so yeah, let's, uh, what do we want to do here? We, we got these guys coming up. We've got about 10 more minutes before our guests. 
Um, I'm brain farting right now. I had something else I want to talk about. We got some really fast Texas guys that have been showing up to some of these nationals. Uh, my buddy Zane Merritt. Yep. Uh, Zane has been plugging along. John Short, of course. And uh, like Mathis has been giving him a, those guys a ton of hype because Zane just doesn't quit. I don't know if you watch him. They don't show him on TV a lot, but you see his name. Yep, like this week, it. he was up in 10th for a little while, and I was freaking out. Yeah. Uh, then he crashed. <laughs> Gets back up. I mean, him and, and at WW Rancy, even John Short was pulled off that first moto. Everybody's pulling off because it was so hot. And I thought John was overheated. And he's like, no, he, he ate shit and bent the bike all up. But these guys, these Texas guys, man, they're Van Martin, they're out there. They're working their balls off and crashing. And Zane just doesn't quit. And, and most of a lot of our guys, you know, our Texas guys, they're trying not to quit. You know, John had to pull off because of some bike issues, but. Well, pretty proud of I'm pretty proud of our Texas guys. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I I went to work over in Savannah, Georgia, for a couple of months. Yeah, and I decided one day I was gonna take off and go down because I wanted to ride WW. Yeah, yeah. After the Grand Prix had been there. Yeah, and uh, uh, just a simple, <laughs> just a simple local race, and uh, how rough it was. I I I don't. Uh, I'm not uh, saddened about the way those guys rode because I know how rough that track got. It was insane how rough it got. Yeah, I had forgotten how rough Florida tracks get, but that was the uh, that was the damnedest uh, sand I've ever ridden in my life. It seemed like it was alive and it moved the entire time. Yeah. And um, so when John stuff pulled off, I understood exactly where he was at because uh, I was feeling the pain a few you know a few months earlier when I rode it. So, but uh, you know at, that uh, the heat down there is what I think got most of the people. You know and. Uh, it's uh, now they're running up, you know, back up north. So I think a lot of guys are going to turn it around now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on YouTube, for those listening in the archives, uh, Rick Trunzo, he's got an idea here. He says, "Do the Moto X Pod boil my blood lubricants uh, rant?" Basically, I guess uh, rant of the week. Uh, see if I'm reading that right. Yeah, rant of the week. Um, I like that idea. I like that sponsor plug for sure. I don't really want to steal Steve's idea. So let's. Um, Let's do we'll come we'll do that. We'll start doing the blood boil my blood rant of the week, but it has to be fan rants. So you guys email me your rants, whatever's probably I don't even care if it's motocross. Send me a rant about your chick if you want. And we'll do that starting next week or two weeks from now. No show next week. Uh but send it to motoxpodshow at gmail.com. And yeah, I, I like that idea, Rick. You get you get credit. Good idea. But yeah, let's Let's do, uh, you know what, we should mandate it even, it's non-moto, a non-moto rant. I kind of yeah. like that, but I guess if it's rant, if it's a good moto rant, I'll, I'll use it. But let's, we'll start that. Um, so start next week, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Good idea, Rick. Um, yeah, WW was nuts. When I got there Friday, I was like, man, this track looks fun. It really looked like a lot of fun during press day. Not on Saturday. Super smooth, too. Yeah, it? well, no, no, but it, it really wasn't. It just had really good – It went well, compared to Saturday, yes, yeah. but it was rough. And, and our, our buddy Gringo, who's uh, – I, I assume he's still on YouTube. He may be working and driving. He rides there every so often. He lives a couple hours south. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think the track changed a ton, but Gringo, Gringo's from Florida. He was dealing with the heat no problem. I was dying. Man, that, I've already said on here that heat was way. That humidity is a lot different than it, here. It is. I mean, it's humid here, but it's it's a yeah. total different humidity over there. For sure. The um, how about so we've got ten minutes before we need to get our first guest on. So one more question for you, Derek. Um, 
you doing vet nationals at Glen Helen this year? Yep. Um, right now, what we've got scheduled here is there in two weeks, I'm leaving for Loretta Lynn's going to ride the 50 masters class. And, uh, then after that, um, not a whole lot of people know about it yet. I've told a few people, but I've entered the 125 all-star race at, uh, Ironman national. For no way. Yep. And, uh, Eric Gore's, uh, uh, building my top end right now for my 125 Yamaha. And, Hell yeah. And, uh, so I'm, You're going to need two of those. <laughs> You're going to need two 125s. <laughs> well, I am planning on being uh, definitely I'm, – I'm hoping to still be the oldest guy to sign up in the 125 All-Stars. And also, I'm pretty sure I'll be the heaviest guy. Ever <laughs> yeah, run. that's and, uh, awesome. I wish so, I was going to Iron Man. So we're uh, – that's, that's in the – that's in the uh, – in the playbook right now. And then also the only thing I really have other than that is, uh, we will be going to Glen Helen in November for the vet world. Awesome. I plan on being there. Michael Gage is going a lot of our local Texas guys. Uh, I I don't know if Chad Mayo for sure, but a lot of our Texas guys will be there. It's going to be a good time. Hopefully my budget will allow it. Okay. We're going to take a quick, uh, quick break. We'll be back with Dawson Riker. guest of the night is going to be brought to you by extreme colors when you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet it's one of the coolest feelings you can have so kirk hunter has been painting helmets since 1989 and his price is still the same 295 dollars gets you a professional one-of-a-kind paint job on your your lid your custom lid uh contact kurt at xk helmet painting at gmail.com or go to moto xpod show.com and click on the sponsor link but on the phone with us mr dawson Riker. Uh, Dawson is an amateur kid from Illinois. Uh, what's up, Dawson? How's it going, man? It's going good, man. So you hit me up uh, through our email, and uh, man, you, you you know kind of gave me a little bit of your history. I want to get into it with you, so these people can get to know you a little bit. Um, just tell us about how you got started racing to begin with. Um, kind of kind of a funny story to be honest. Uh, my dad was my dad was really big into into slalom skiing, uh, like behind a boat water skiing. Um, and, uh, he, he pushed that on me a little bit hard, but, uh, I got, I got, uh, I got involved with that and, and was skiing really good. Um, and I, and there was one day I remember very specifically, uh, my dad had on, uh, Krusty Demon's of Dirt because he used to, uh, he used to trail ride and stuff with his buddies, um, back in the day and, uh, and was just watching Krusty's and I was like, man, I want to try that. And, uh, he got me a. He got me a little Suzuki JR50. I don't even remember the year of it. It was uh, it was for sure vintage. I would say, I, <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, to be honest, I have no idea. But uh, he put a lot of hard work into it, painted it all up, had it looking had it looking very pristine for uh, for the age of it. And uh, I got it for Christmas, and and that kind of the snowballed effect from there. And what year was that? Uh, that was I was I, I believe I was five years old okay i got my first one so uh, it was oh five okay so six years later is your first trip to loretta's correct yeah 2011 85 cc uh and in your your little resume type your email that you sent me with a little bit about yourself you said it went terrible um so i want to tell me why it went terrible because things seems yeah. seems to have improved since then yeah um it's uh it was definitely not not the week that I had hoped for, um, 
and I feel like a lot of people coming in their first year to Loretta's, it's it's uh, it's not the best week that they could hope for for sure. So right, um, was very was very ill prepared coming into the weekend or coming into the week, and uh, I think I did like maybe two or three twenty minute motos coming into Loretta's on like hard pack tracks back in Illinois. Um, just trying to ride on weekends basically uh, through the summer with my mom and dad and uh, come into the first moto. And uh, actually as we, as we pulled into Loretta Lynn's ranch, uh, like the, the week before, whenever everyone pulls in, as soon as we pulled in uh, and like, we're getting uh, our like camping pass and everything. I was like, Oh, I got to go back, went back to the bathroom and uh, in our camper and just puked. <laughs> and uh, I was I was freaking out for sure, um, and then went up for practice, puked on the line for practice, um, and it's not like I had any pressure on myself or any pressure from anyone else, but it was just myself, and I wanted to do so good. Um, and then first moto rolls around, I I don't even think I was top twenty, but uh, was was trying to fight through the moto, and uh, I think the two lap board was out, and I was as I was coming into the finish line, uh, my top shock bolt on my eighty five. Um, broke and it went my shock went up through my air box oh. and it was like it was a low rider yeah and i and i remember pushing it off the track and my dad like what, what's going on what's going on freaking out and uh that was that was not a good start to the week but um definitely definitely remember that one for sure yeah well I, hey i've never been to loretta so you got you got better stories than i do for damn sure but uh you you told me then in 2012 you moved down or start training at club 57 uh and that's in florida correct uh yeah originally uh brad jerminski that's the that's the dude's name he mm-hmm. he uh he was training he was training up in in rockford illinois it's, it's like about an hour or two hours out of chicago about about west of chicago in illinois um and that was like a that was somewhere close that I could go and train in the summer, uh, and stay up there with him, uh, and, and just kind of, kind of get, get some more training before Loretta's was, was the thought of that. And, um, and that, that kind of, that kind of started me and Brad's relationship. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he, he started, he started actually, he started in Illinois and, and just recently moved down to Florida full time. So, what uh, that first year when you went up there? I mean, what did what was your final? What was your final position for the for this uh, for that that year? Uh it was it was definitely. Um, I mean, I definitely did a lot more twenty minute motos, and um, it was it was it was good to have. I I don't know if you guys know who uh, Kobe Hefner is. He's another. He's a fellow rider in the A class. Um, great rider, but I I started. We kind of trained together. Uh, he was my training partner there, and it was just kind of one-on-one, smashing twenty-minute motos. There was no, uh, there was no workout. There was no diet. It was very, it was very just let's, let's do twenty-minute motos, smash twenty-minute motos from yeah. sun up, from sun up to sundown. Basically, we we really didn't know, we really didn't know what to do, but right. we were just we were just going for it. So, from that first trip that you went up there, how many times have you been since then? Loretta's to Loretta's. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Sorry. Repeat the question. So from that first time, uh, counting that first time, how many years have you gone to Loretta's now? I, uh, so I, I went in 2011 and then I went all the way till 2016. 
Um, and then in 2017, I uh, went to a qualifier and dislocated my shoulder. Uh, so I didn't get to, I didn't get a race 2017, but then I qualified uh, last year for Loretta's in 2018. Well, you know, you got any advice for me? Cause it's my first year to go to Loretta's, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, make sure uh, your, your upper shock bolt doesn't break. Know, my upper shock bolt's tight. You know, I'll make sure <laughs> that's, that's taken care of. But, uh, yep, work, no, it, it, work it down. It's a, uh, you know, it's a big show and I understand where, uh, you might feel a little, um, ill as I will call it there on the starting <laughs> line there to, from the, on the first moto. Uh, but you know, it, it seems like you've gotten a pretty good track record now and you got, you got, a, you've got a good handle on it now for this year. Yeah. It's, uh, this year's, this year's gone pretty, pretty good. I would say for my, for my first year in a class, um, my my very first A race was actually Daytona, so I just kind of got just kind of got thrown thrown right into the the Tigers den. It was definitely definitely an eye opener, and I'd ridden I'd ridden some some AX some Supercross types uh, type stuff, um, but it was definitely the the speed of those guys in A classes is pretty ridiculous right now. They're they're going really good. Yeah, it's a big step from C to B and then B to A. I mean, it really. It changes a lot. We've got uh, my my producer's son, Doc, just moved up to the B class, and I mean it's a big step. So, yeah, is it is his name Doc Smith? That's him. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I've uh, I've heard about him. I've seen him. I've seen him around at races and stuff like that. Yeah, that's my producer's son. Uh, his dad, TJ, is my producer. He's actually out in East Te- or West Texas working right now. That's why he's not in the studio. But yeah, Doc's Doc's one of our our buddies and our 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 uh, the kids we follow. But um. What I want to know, so, okay, 2011, we touched on that. You went on 85s. Everything went bad. The next year you go to Club 57. Um, what What is the key thing you learn in that first year going to a training facility like this? And how much does your positions improve, like, at Loretta's, like, or your whole experience from after learning something at Club, Club 57? Yeah, so, the, so then in, 2000, in, in 2012, um, it was, it was kind of a part-time type deal. I think okay. I, was, I was going up there for a week, coming home for a week, going up there for a week, just, just trying to get a little bit, a little bit more, um, advantage coming into Loretta's and, um, and I, a plus, I didn't, I didn't puke on the starting line at Loretta's. There's so a plus. Was, was I a like it. Plus. Um, but then, uh, that, that first, uh, training with Kobe, that, that, that definitely helped me a lot, uh, corner speed wise. I remember going going back and forth um going like when i would go back home and i would ride back home at a buddy's track uh and then go back up going back and forth they were they were always like wow like it's just a week but it's it's pretty ridiculous how much how much you can learn um when you have that much to learn from yeah uh especially with brad he's 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 by far the best trainer um that I could have ever worked with. He's, he's very mental and, and focuses on the mental side of it because every, everyone, everyone has the potential to go that fast. It's just mentally what's holding them back. So, uh, so you think I could go that fast? Oh, 100%. You could do it. (laughs) I don't know, man. Come on down down to St. Augustine, Florida, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll help you out, man. Dude, it's so hot down there. Yeah. It's hot here in uh, Texas, but Yeah, I uh, I didn't get a race the the WW National, but yeah. I was uh, I was there and I got a watch and it was it was a warm one for sure. Damn man, I wish you had uh, contacted me before then. I was there for a couple of days, so yeah, I would have loved to have got to meet you. Um, 
All right, well, let's move on just a little bit. So you told me you, you touched on 2017 at your at your first qualifier. You dislocated your shoulder. In your, your email, you said it was kind of a funny story. So I want to hear the story. Um, what's funny about dislocating your shoulder? Yeah. Um, so, so throughout the throughout 2017 was was a little bit of uh, of a mess with with injuries. Um, I was down in Florida. It was we were on Christmas break, um, and kind of our family's Christmas break is going down to Florida, and we um, and I go and ride at different tracks: WW, uh, you know, Waldo, any any basically all the tracks in Florida where it's warm, where it's you know, 14 degrees back home. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so we were, we were down there for Christmas and over, over jumped a jump. And I was like, wow, my wrist really hurts. Ended up, I, um, I broke my wrist. Um, and then about three weeks later it was healed. And this is, this is, this is embarrassing to say on, on a live podcast right now, but was playing <laughs> with my dog, was playing with my dog, uh, in, a, in our garage and it's got super, super slick floors. And uh, was running and literally slipped and fell and broke my other wrist. So that's awesome. 2017, yeah, no, not not awesome at all. <laughs> 2017 started off off not not super great. Yeah. Um, but I got I got that wrist healed and we were headed to a track in Indiana. It was it was the last like the last qualifier that I could get to, like my last shot in to go to regionals and then and then get ready for Loretta's. And, uh, it was practice on Saturday morning, um, came around, came around a corner and there was a down rider on the outside. So I, I shot to the inside and, and I just pushed my friend in over the top of the rut and just popped my shoulder out. And it, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, but got, got, got to a, uh, an urgent care and was sitting there and I, and I, there was a little ledge and I was kind of tired from holding my arm up, yeah. um, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't go down against my body and it was, it was still out of place. So yeah. I, I kind of just rested it. I rested it on the, <laughs> on the ledge and, uh, relaxed enough and it, and it just went right back in. Oh, so wow. we, and we got, we got x-rays taken and they were like, well, we, we can't really, we can't see anything wrong. Um, so, you know, I, I slumped it up as, oh, I didn't dislocate my shoulder. I just bruised it really bad and it was really uncomfortable and I couldn't move it so that I could, I could ride the next weekend, uh, at a, at another qualifier for a different region. Yeah. Uh, actually. So, <laughs> so I think I had prom the, the <laughs> next Friday actually. So I was going to prom, um, with a dislocated shoulder that I didn't really realize. And, uh, we went to, we went to prom, everything was fine. Went to after prom and jumped up to spike a volleyball <laughs> and popped, popped right back out. Jeez. And, uh, and I, left, I, I had to leave my date. I felt terrible. She, uh, I was like, Hey, I gotta go. I dislocated my shoulder again, I think. And she just looked at me like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, that was, that was at that point we realized, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, it yeah. definitely messed up. Right. Well, prom's over. Prom's overrated anyway. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. I, I right. Never, I never got to go to any of my proms. Right. So I was always at a race somewhere. Well, now that you're running the A class, that's your goal for this year is get to Loretta's in the A class. Um, 
you know, what's what's one thing that you you talked about the big how different it is the big jump. You know, being much more it, much a lot of faster guys, obviously. What's one particular thing that you've noticed that's the, probably the key difference from B to A? Is it just raw uh, speed, or is it anything? You know, intensity. It uh, it it's a it's a it's definitely a combination of things. It's okay. Not, it's not just it's not just the raw speed or or endurance or anything like that. It's 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 pretty well everything. It's it's like you know going up to it's just like another step up. I mean, exactly what A to B is, and everything beyond speed, beyond endurance, beyond um, just bike skill in general. Uh, it's 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 pretty insane. I mean, line I got, selection. I mean, all kinds of uh, you know line selection, uh, start. I mean, all that kind of stuff falls in there is what you're basically saying then on that because I, you know, going from like the inter, you know intermediate or B class to A. Um, I mean, all those guys are a couple years older too. So they've yeah, got, yeah. got a couple of years of riding on you. you yeah, know? it definitely, uh, it definitely is, is very, very difficult. Um, and I and I knew that coming in. It was kind of going into Daytona. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I knew I knew that it was gonna be. I knew that it was gonna be uh, very difficult for sure. And and then at Daytona, I I really couldn't believe it. Where we're waiting in line and we've been doing, um, you know, when we were training down here, we've been doing a lot of sprint laps and being able to sprint because we're thinking, all right, it's going to be a, maybe a 10 lap main. It's not going to be that big of a main. And then they drop on us that it's going to be a 20 lap main. And everyone, everyone's like, Holy crap. Like this is going to be, this is, I mean, lap times were very short there, but yeah, we yeah. knew that it was going to be like the intensity of, of just a small track for 20 laps is going to be pretty gnarly. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine, man. I mean, I just – the things you guys do, like when I go to a, a pro race and watch, you know, whether it be a local pro A race or go to a national, it's just unbelievable the intensity. And, like, I can do three or four laps. That's about all I've got in me. So to do, you know, 20 or 30 minutes at that intensity and the heart rate like that, just unreal, man. Um, So what are your goals, man? What, what do you – you know – we know what you're shooting for in 2019. The red is in the A class. What are your what's your end game? I mean, you want to do this professionally and make a living at it? Is this something that you feel like? I mean, you feel like you can do that, or is this sort of, you know, I may have to work a real job and still do it for fun? I I'm 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 at that crossroads right now. Currently, it uh, it I'm going A class. I'm racing A A this year at Loretta's and uh, and at, and if um, I don't know if you know like the ruling and stuff, but uh, once you once you race A or two fifty Pro Sport or Open Pro Sport at Loretta's, you get you you can get your pro card. Yes. So I think I'm going to. I, my plan is to race Ironman at the end of the year at the for a pro race, uh, just to kind of get that underneath my belt and just just kind of see how that goes. But okay. I'm definitely at that crossroads right now. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna still push, push to go professional or um, step back and, and go to community college. Well, how how old are you now? Um, I'm 19. 19. 19 just turned 19. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, Lord. that's. Yeah, I wish I had that back, huh? Well, Derek's gonna Derek's gonna be an Ironman. Also, we were just talking before we got you on the phone. He uh, his goal is to race the 125 uh, the 125 race 
And Derek, how old are you now, Derek? I am 56 years old. Uh, and, uh, that's be... almost three of Dawson's. <laughs> exactly, man. <I'll, laughs> I'm going to be riding the, the 125 All-Star race, and I may ride that Friday on the amateur day also. It just depends. So yeah, I'll be up that's... There too. Uh... So hell, hell yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be sweet. Yep. What uh? So you're gonna be riding the what? You're riding the 250A and the 450A there at uh, Loretta's in a couple weeks. I'm uh, I'm gonna race uh, College Boy and 250 Pro Sport. Those are okay. those are the ones I qualified in. I had okay. I I really thought that I was uh, gonna qualify in in College Boy and Open Pro Sport, um, but I kind of surprised myself on the 250. Uh, up there and I felt I felt really good at Millville on the 250 so um, coming into Loretta's that's what we're kind of looking at more towards I'm I'm probably going to ride a 250 at Loretta's in College Boy and in uh, 250 Pro Sport so what re- what regional did you qualify out of uh Millville Minnesota it's up okay. at Spring Creek yeah, yeah. So. I'll be up there in two weeks I cannot wait so is, is that are you from that general area because I I'm not real good at my geography I'm sorry I know you're from Illinois but you're also training in Florida so are you up are you up in that area now? I am. No, I'm. I'm okay. Right now, I'm in San Augustine, Florida. Okay, so you're. That's right. You said that a minute ago. I should come down there and ride. I'm sorry. Um, I just didn't know if you oh, might. Cool. I didn't know if you might be at Millville uh, in a couple weeks for the national. I'd like because I'd like to meet you. Yeah. No. I. I wish I was. I wish I was at that national just because uh, I really like that track. It's. I do too. Um. I hadn't. Yeah, I haven't had good luck there in the past at, for regionals on on smaller bikes, but but this year on a big bike was uh, was really fun. Then uh, that downhill, those downhills look way steeper, <laughs> or they are way steeper than they look on TV. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I got to ride the the national track last year on Sunday. On on Friday, you raced. I don't know what they call it. They just you don't ride you don't run the hills on Friday for amateur day, but on Sunday you get to ride the pro track. And yeah, the first time down the hill, I still, you know, some people say it's steeper than Glen Helen. Maybe it is steeper, but it, I guess Glen Helen's just longer. I don't know. Like Glen Helen scared me more than that was a long hill. than uh, Millville. But like I've got goals this year. I've been. T- I think I said it on here. Like I did not jump the Chattapult last year, so that's my goal. That's my key goal this year. I don't even care where I finish. I have to jump that jump. Um, but I did do the uphill triple last year which I was pretty impressed with on myself because I'm not really that good. <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely, it, it's definitely an, a, uh, an intimidating jump for sure. Going uphill. So I give you, I give you props for that one. Well, my buddy, Chad Mayo, he, he did it. So I sort of was peer pressured into it a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> But, man, Dawson, I appreciate you coming on here, man. I'm really glad that you reached out to me. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to follow Dawson, uh, it's at Dawson Riker, R-Y-K-E-R, on Instagram. I appreciate reaching out to me, man. Like, I really I, I want to follow your your steps to Loretta now and see how you do, and I'll, I'll definitely be pulling for you, man. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'll be I'll definitely look you up when I get up to Loretta's here in a couple of weeks and uh, yeah. actually shake your hand and get to meet you. Yep, for sure. All right, yeah. Dawson. Hey, before I let you go, you want to thank any sponsors or mom and dad or anything? Yeah, big uh, big shout-out to my mom and dad, uh, as well as Club 57 uh, and Max Schools. Brad, great trainer. Uh, I've been training with him for a while, and, and it's definitely starting to pay off, and, and I'm glad that about that. Uh, Travco Motorsports in Illinois, uh, FXR Gear, Showy Helmets, Garnet Boots, um, and that's about it. 
Awesome. Well, man, again, Dawson, thank you. Uh, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. See you, man. Thank All you. All right. See ya. Okay, that's Dawson Riker. Again, he reached out to me, you know, and, you know, that's that's the beauty, I think, of the Moto X-Pod show. Uh, you know, we, we don't mind having some guys on that a lot of people haven't heard of. I, I think it's interesting. I want I like to have a, a spread of the whole industry and the whole sport. Well, that's evidence you have me on here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, damn, I don't know why anybody would want to talk to you. Um, but we do have a trivia question now for the Fly FR, Fly FR5 boots. Um, so here is our trivia question. Who were two of Derek Wedding's teammates when he raced for PCP, now known as Pro Circuit? Um, so you can look that up. It's out there. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where or how to find it. Just tell, and email me at motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Mm, excuse me. I'm trying to swallow some water. Or you can go to motoxpodshow.com and click on the contact links. It takes you to the same place. And get your answers in. Again, I'll I'll announce the winners of the Fly FR5 boots the Tuesday after Millville. So, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, One of those names is a name that I know. Like, it's a name I remember hearing as I grew up. The other names I didn't know so well. Well, there's a a few of the guys that are still in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, In one way or another. And uh, a couple of them actually still ride even you know, uh, like myself. So cool. there was a, there was about six of us at that time. Yeah. On, yeah. On, for that year. So, right. Um, it's, you know, it's, it like, like you said, it's out there. You just kind of got to search yeah, this to is find it. Searching, but I mean, it's a mid level, you're getting free, a free pair of boots, man. They're badass boots. You know, they're, they are, they're, um, promoted as a mid level boot, but they're, they're a fantastic boot and it's free. So do a little bit of work, get a little research, find the answer and uh, it's not going to be the first person that gets it right. We'll draw a name in two weeks and, and that's how we'll do it. Uh, I also want to mention if any if you guys didn't check it out on our feed, I did just a real quick recording last week. Uh, one of our local amateur riders, Jeremy Durrett, uh, he was burned in an accident at home. A lot had suffered second degree burns on his body. Um, both his legs, right hand and arm were burned. His face and neck got some some burns, and uh, you know he's out of work right now. Um, a lot of medical bills, obviously, for some recovery time. Uh, he's got occupational th- therapy, frequent wound care to, that he's got having to deal with. He's a husband. He's a father of three kids. So what we're gonna do for him, uh, Muscle Mark has kind of put this thing together a little bit. We are. I'm gonna get a Fly F2 helmet from Fly Racing, clearly, and Kirk Hunter is gonna paint it. However, the winner of the raffle wants it painted. Uh, but we're going to raffle a helmet off. You can send your info, again, to motoxpodshow at gmail.com, and I will get it to Jeremy. Or you can PayPal him. It's $20 per ticket. Uh, you can PayPal him at durett, D-U-R-R-E-T-T-37, at live.com. Or, again, just hit me up at the motoxpodshow at gmail. We'll get it handled. But all the money is going to go to Jeremy and his family. Uh, just as he recovers, man. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. It, you know, it sucks. Things happen. We we want to help this guy out. So uh, twenty dollars for raffle tickets for a Fly F2 helmet that will be custom painted by Extreme Colors. Uh, you know, he also has a GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash F forward slash Jeremy Durrett. That's what I have. I hope that's right. There is a link on the Moto X Pod Show's Instagram page for it. Anyway, so yeah, try to get involved in that. Uh, it's our Moto community community you know it's 20 bucks what's you know it's not you know 
buy five of them for a hundred. It's an awesome cause, man. Yeah, it's it's helping a guy out. You'll you can win a free helmet. So anyway, we're gonna take our first commercial break of the night. We'll be back with Derek Dwyer. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear fly You wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. All right, on the line with me right now, brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and tenth, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, probably including this guy that's on the line with me. So ask your local dealer or go to burnmotorsports.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. But on the line with me is Geico Honda's mechanic, Derek Dwyer. What's up, Derek? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going good, man. So, a uh, little break for you this next weekend. Um, I'm sure you guys are ready for that. Yeah, totally. Um, but at the same time, when there's a break, there's a lot of work to get done in between. So, um, And then on my side of things, Jeremy's getting ready to gear back up and uh, get on a bike in about six weeks or so. So, uh, I'm building his first... Uh, practice bikes, so uh, okay, that's gonna be that'll be fun. That's really really good near news to hear, man. That that makes me super happy. Yep, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man, because you you've kind of been floating. I mean, you helped McAdoo out during Supercross, but I mean, you you've been floating a little bit, right? Yeah, it's actually um, it's kind of been my story the last few years. You know, uh, come outdoors injuries or Jeremy's incident or Christian last year moved up to the 450s and the year before same thing so uh, it's kind of been my story and um, hopefully next year we don't have to have that story again but no doubt um, you know but yeah it's uh, do whatever it takes to to help the rest of the team so 
Um, I've been around for a while, so I know how things work. And, you know, if there's uh, a problem at the races, it's always good to have a guy that's, you know, um, knowledgeable, I guess, and, and fast enough to get things done and handled. So um, I go to pretty much every race, and I'm kind of that guy. So Yeah, okay. well, you know, and, and that's cool, man. I mean, that's good to have somebody like that. You can help out the other guys. I mean, there's, you know, the way the – the series are now there's so little time in between motos for you guys. Like for a, a viewer, it seems like a, plenty of time, but for you guys working under stress, and especially in supercross and a triple crown, I mean, having an extra set of hands is not a bad thing. It's not what you want to be doing. I'm sure, but it's not necessarily a bad thing for the team. Yeah. I mean, just for, you know, being a mechanic, I know what the guys that are racing at the moment, you know, if I can take a little bit off their plate for the day, um, you know, whether it's grabbing oil, drain pans, uh, prepping their air filters when they do the washing to, uh, they tear the bikes down at the end of the day and I get a good jump start on tearing the truck down. You know, it's, um, it really comes down to a team effort. And if I can help those guys at the end of the day, um, you know, it's it's team effort, so yeah, yeah. get the job done one way or the other. Well, let's talk about the team a little bit. Um, there's been some ups and some downs, as you know, with most teams. Um, yep. In the last couple of weeks, RJ has been coming on strong, but it sounds like RJ's probably going going to another team at the end of the season. Um, Hunter Lawrence was really good at the beginning of the season, and and you know has had a couple struggles in the last couple of weeks. Um, talk just talk about those two guys right now. I mean, what what's it like working with you know, a guy like RJ, who's super talented, it's coming on strong, but unfortunately you guys know he's probably going somewhere else. Uh, I actually, I worked with RJ a couple of years ago, uh, for like four or five rounds, basically watched Shugel to the end of the season. Um, I think that was 17. So, um, I have a good relationship with him. Um, I back him a hundred percent, you know, whether it's here or somewhere else. Sure. Uh, he's a really good dude. Um, you know, it's it, the ups and the downs. Yes. Uh, there's things that, you know, as a mechanic, you just can't control. And, um, you know, unfortunately that's kind of his story. So, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is, but he's had, uh, he's had some setting changes from basically the first couple rounds and then, uh, kind of got a a setting that he really liked in the past and we reintroduced it. So I think that's where his, um, his uprise this year has been. Um, he's got the speed, the starts right now are kind of killing us. Um, you know, like especially red, Bud, it's a long, super long, deep start. And, um, we just didn't get to the finish, you know, first turn fast enough. And those guys started so far back that, you know, like RJ, I think he started around 12th in the first moto, and he got the second. So right. he's got the speed. Um, it's awesome to see. He works extremely hard, um, you know, and and he's a never-give-up type of guy. So it's always good to see him, you know, come out close to winning. And, and hopefully in the next few weeks we can actually start improving some things on our side to, to get him a little bit further up. Um a lot of the guys in the house are super excited about some stuff. And, um, like I said, it's a week off, so we kind of get to grind a little bit harder. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully, 
introduce some things to these guys and and get them you know have a second half of the season just you know kind of be like our supercross season was it started out and then it finally you know escalated out and um we had really good results won the championship with chase and you know like rj and mcadoo on the west coast those guys ended on the podiums uh the last few rounds so i hope to see um our outdoor do the same thing you know chase is going to be back in minnesota um same with christian he should be back so okay yeah i was gonna ask about him a lot of excitement um and then you know with hunter he's kind of a rookie so he's learning these tracks as he goes i think obviously redbud was the only one that he's known besides oh i guess paula too um you know, and uh, he's had good races and he's had bad races, but um, some of it might be on us. Some of it might be on, you know, learning the tracks, you know, trying to get up to speed like the other guys, you know, AC and those guys have been around for five years in this class. And yeah, yeah. Makes a difference. They know the tracks. <laughs> so um, it's been really good for to see Hunter get, you know, the moto win and um, almost have the moto win at Paula, but you know, just kind of slid out in that one turn, and right. Um, so at least that gives him the the mental side of you know what I I, I can compete. Um, I just have to be there, and um, if I know these tracks and everything. I think you know it being his rookie season. I think next year is really going to be uh, his year, but um, I don't. I don't think like, you know, count him off for Unadilla or any of these technical tracks. That's kind of his style. Yeah. Well, I think the, so. the GP circuit is, you know, with him running that, um, that's yeah, a big advantage yeah, exactly. for him to come over here because it's, you know, the, there are new tracks and stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, going from one country to the next week after week over there, the different terrains, the different dirts, everything else. And the, you know, the different personnel on the track, um, mm-hmm. I think that guy's going to, you know, that kid's going <laughs> to really surprise and turn a lot of heads this next year, man. Plus towards I the agree. end of this year. I mean, he's, yeah, and I he's, mean, he's already for, for a team standpoint, you know, we, he, like he looks at himself as a championship guy and, and we do too. But, um, realistically it was like, Hey, if you're a championship guy and you're in the fight this year, you're already ahead of the schedule because Most it's no different than a 16, 17 year old kid coming out and, you know, doing a full season, being healthy, learning the tracks, learning the competition, going to work in the off season and then coming out ready to swing. So he's kind of in the same boat. He's actually got more, um, I'd say more of a background being over from the GPs and stuff. So he's a little bit ahead of than maybe a 16 or 17 year old, but competition's really good the tracks are all new and he's just putting the pieces to the puzzle together and yeah you know it sooner than later it's gonna happen i think you know he he came out so strong like he talked about like at paula they, they had those moments of brilliance and like ah oh, he, he may he's, he's gonna win and you know and, and you go okay now you as fans you almost go well why is he not doing that every week you know you sort of he only he set the bar so high so quick you forget that, yeah, he's still learning the tracks and, and he's uh, technically a rookie. And, yeah, you just kind of forget that a little bit. You're just like, well, what happened? But, I mean, it's just 
it's a cycle, you know, or a process, as as Steve likes to say, trust the pro- or learn the process, trust the process. Um, yeah, yeah. But hey, I want to touch on again. You kind of commented on some issues, um, things that you guys, the team, maybe think you know had some. Uh, I don't want to say issues, but there's some things you guys maybe need to work on. Um, RJ and Hunter kind of hinted at that on Steve Mathis's post race interviews from Red Bud. Um, basically, man, he's like they just. They kind of said they don't, without saying it, they said they really don't have enough motor, you know, for the starts to keep up with guys like Star, to get the starts that the Star Yamahas are getting necessarily. Um, it, is that something that, you know, Geico as a team, Honda as a, you know, OEM knows, hey, we, we, we're we working on this. It, like that, is that something that you're kind of hinting at that's coming? Uh, I mean, it. the thing is with the 250F, you never um, stop doing research and development. Yeah. So, uh, whether you're behind the eight ball or not, it's it's always something that you're working towards. Now, um, you know, this is only year two sure. on this entirely new platform. And I, I think if you look back from last year, uh, even, you know, through this year, you'll see where we made tremendous gains. And, um, yeah, major, you know, major improvements compared to last year. Yeah, completely. I mean, Supercross to um outdoors last year there was great improvement and then you know if you think about millville to the rest of the series there was even more and you know guys were a bud's creek we went uh one and two and then indiana we went two and three so um there was even bigger gains there and and you know there's things like um injuries and stuff like that so testing never Never, it doesn't always go to plan and, you know, implementing new things and whatever. So now that we actually have our guys healthy, there's, you know, other stuff to implement and, you know, whether it's chassis or um, engine, but we never, we're never going to give up. We're never going to go, oh, it's good enough because it's never good enough. Once you subside and say, yep it's good enough, then you're letting the next guy get ahead of you. And, and that's not what we're about here. Um, you know, we have a great backing with Geico and Honda and factory connection. So you tie all those guys in, um, we, we can go as far as we want to go with it. Right. And, um, that's, yeah, I believe there's going to be some, some good strides and, um, make, making that headway like we did last year. It's just, you know, it's it's different going from a brand new platform and making a big stride as opposed to once you get a year in, you're you're starting to chip away other things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's some things coming, and um, hopefully we can we can end the season the way we did last year. Absolutely. Well, you said this is the second year for this new this new platform uh, uh, platform and new new bike. Um, with, uh, you know, with that new bike coming out and stuff, uh, how, how off or how early do y'all get to, you know, get, get a hold of the bikes, uh, to start looking at what y'all want to do to get ready for a season and stuff like that compared to, you know, the you consumer know, to me going down to the, to the Honda shop, you know, um, do y'all, do y'all I'm gonna... how early do y'all get stuff? I would love to say that we we got this bike, you know, super early and, you know, pre-production status, but that didn't happen. Um, there was actually a, 
uh, I, I think it was um, maybe they had a earthquake or something over there that kind of yeah yeah that's right uh, put everybody like, thing behind the process down yep. and you know we ended up getting we had one pre-production bike for four riders to ride last year wow. and that was in november <laughs> so <laughs> wow yeah we really um so y'all started we didn't out actually balled from the get-go on that compared yeah, to everybody yeah else. straight away straight away so okay. we didn't get the we didn't get the first shipment of bikes, which was eight bikes. Um, that was the five riders and basically four race bikes and two spares until mid-December. I would say probably about December 18th or so. And wow. so you think, you know, as soon as those came out, we had one engine for the those guys. And, you know, we... It might actually, I take that back. The first batch of practice bikes got here in uh, the beginning of December, but the race bikes were a little bit later because hmm. we ended up getting the first, I think, 17 motorcycles um, in the production line or something. So it was, uh, it we were way behind the A ball. And, you know, going in, guys, they were more pumped on the chassis than they were worried about the engine. And, right. Um, you know, Kibby, Kibby got us a motor that was going to be competitive um, for Anaheim One, and I mean, we chipped away every week on it, and uh, we got to the point, you know, like there was rides at Jeremy. I think it was um, Jersey where he crashed in the start and he came back to fourth. You know, like the motor was competitive, but you know, still like the West Coast guys kind of had to deal with a little bit of behind the eight ball more than the East Coast guys, which yeah. is, it's every year. Sure. But, well, um, that one happened to be a hit for us, and, and we really made the big strides outdoors. So. Well, the question I've got, a lot of people out here don't really know the amount of hours you guys put in on these bikes, but I, I have an idea because, you know, I, I've been around it a long time. But – um about how many hours do y'all log a week? Because I know that every nut, every bolt, every screw, every, I mean, every, I mean, everything about that motorcycle gets tore down between from race to race and, uh, yep. and gone through. So about how many hours do y'all put in on, you know, at the end of the end of, uh, red bud till, you know, this next race are y'all putting in on, on each one of these, uh, scooters? Um, I mean, from like uh, race to race, we we turn on at the end of the night and or end of the day, and we bring brakes, bolts, uh, linkages. You know, some guys will bring wiring, um, and and we'll do a lot of that on Monday, like just the overall prep, and then Tuesdays will be uh, getting other stuff. You know, maybe well, no, not reassembly. We don't do that until Thursdays. Because we'll fly back out Wednesday um, to the next race. We'll pull the tr uh, everything out of the truck. We'll build our bikes up Thursday, and then basically Fridays, you know, it's uh, help the truck driver do odds and ends, do tech inspection, um, and then race Saturday. But the hours logged between the weeks, you're, I'd say it's probably anywhere from 60 to 80. Yeah. Um and, and maybe more depending on the, the 
if you add race hours, but it's it's really the hours leading into Anaheim one or East Coast one that you 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 put in the hours. The off season basically <clears throat> what I tell everybody is don't try to get a hold of me <laughs> after Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. As far as few between times that I'll actually get to hang out or do anything, because we're we're usually pretty tapped, and um, I've put a, I've put up to I think 114 hours in one week. Yep. When I actually sat down and wrote it out, right. and I did two weeks in a row, and it was like 112 and 114. So Jeez. it can happen. Um, that's not what you try to do, but if you got to do it, you do it. Yeah. I don't see how you guys do the teardowns like that at the track because I have my shop, which isn't a great shop, but inevitably in my shop, I'm going to lose at least one bolt every time I tear something down. So at the track, I don't see like, I think at WW, I was standing there with you and you guys actually were missing a bolt off one of the bikes. You were like, I don't know where it went. And I was like, yeah, them too. Even the professionals lose bolts. (laughs) But the, but yeah, the key is I, they've got I a mean, truck that's got a drawer full yeah, of that full of those bolts. bolts. <laughs> yeah, but the whole idea is not to. You don't sure. have to budget by losing bolts. But yeah. uh No, I mean yeah, it's gonna happen. We yeah. have um we have bins that we put, you know, like tie in and then I have like a bin that I put all my aluminum or different type of washing in and then you duct tape it and it goes through the airport or whatever and and honestly those guys in the airport they don't care. They'll look in your stuff and then they'll leave it open. You, you take your OGO bag out and here you go. You got your basically your tie kit laying on the bottom of the OGO bag. But <laughs> uh, as long as it doesn't fall out of the bag, you're usually pretty good. Yeah. Um. So one more. Okay, I heard a rumor, and this is from an industry guy, way more inside than I am, um, that there's a possibility of Christian riding a four fifty for Geico, like a 450 effort being put together um, for for the future, I guess. Maybe Christian kind of starting the thing off next year. I'm sure you can't, uh, I'm sure you can't answer it, but... No, I, I honestly, I, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. Um, I, I, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Personally, but uh, the honest truth, I have no idea. Uh, it hasn't been anything uh, definitely announced through our team, so... Okay. Um, it could be a rumor. Um, I think Christian on a 450 would be awesome. And I believe, I mean, I, I worked with the guy for two and a half years. Yeah. So, um, I think that his ability on a 450 and his mindset on a 450 is, um, definitely capable of doing good things. Um, and then on top of that, when you put him into an environment that he's comfortable with, you know, like our team, he's been here for as long as he has. I think it could be dangerous, but um, I don't. I have no idea on that. I would like to see a 450 program start because you know we have a lot of guys that we bring up, and mm-hmm. um, sometimes Honda might be full. So uh, if you know, we don't we don't want to see our guys come here win a title and then Honda be full and yeah, you know, per, as a mechanic. Well, that was. And then, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. that was the that, rumor. You know, and then, sorry, I, I don't. I, I honestly, I have, I have no idea. I haven't heard that one, but um, it would be cool. Yeah, this the the reasoning I was told was 2020. Christian Craig rides it to kind of get the teams the 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 450 program going for Chase in 21. 
because there's a good chance that he could be forced out, you know, with already winning a championship, it, it, it you know, and it's not going to take much for him to win another championship. I mean, he's certainly capable and probably more likely to win it next year than he was this year. So, um, that was what I was told anyway. It would be interesting. I, I would love to see it happen. Um, yeah. And I think hopefully these issues that, uh, Christian's having right now with the, the FIM crap will be handled very swiftly now that there's new, uh, people in, you know, in the presidency or whatever that through FIM and hopefully the, these things have be handled and Christian will be back racing and won't, won't suffer any significant time out of the series. Yeah. Yeah, and, and as far as I know, that it's any day that they should have an answer. Good. And, um, you know, I mean, like, Christian's just, he's just lining up and, and, you know, worrying about that stuff. That's just not the right mindset. So he's doing the right thing. And, yeah. Um, him and the team coming to the agreements, of, you know, just plus – Look at his Supercross. He he got hurt, and then he started to come back, and then he got hurt again. Yep, yep. And it was just like he has been digging out of this hole. A couple since years. January. Seems like a couple yeah, years. Really, yeah. Yeah, honestly. So, yeah. Um, but if he can find him himself, which I believe he can uh, from the 2016 season, yes. like I said, if um, he can be dangerous. I mean, even on a light bike, he's – He's a contender when he shows up to the race with the, the correct mindset. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, and I and I would love to see him succeed. I know that uh, he has more than what even 2016 got him. Um, but I believe one day he, he should be able to do that. I hope so. Derek, man, thank you, as always, for uh, giving us some time. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I will see you in two weeks at Millville. I, I may need you uh, on Friday if you're, you know, you got a few minutes to come pack my gate in the four fifty, <laughs> the, the plus forty C class. Uh, I mean, I am riding red. It's a couple years old, but you know. Yeah, hey, red's red. It don't matter. Yeah, uh, maybe I can sneak my bike. I tried, you know, last year sneaking my bike under the Honda Ten on Friday, and Mandy shut me down pretty quick, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Derek, thank you so much, man. I look forward to seeing you at Millville. Yeah, no problem, buddy. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, be safe. Thank you. All right, see All you right. guys. See ya. Right. Uh, again, that was Derek Dwyer with Geico Honda. He, he's always just awesome. Full, full of. He's always got time for us when I go to the races. I really like Derek a lot. Um, not as much as you, Derek, but you know, he's right there. Man, those guys. You know, uh, I had my my mechanic was from Myrtle Beach. Uh, Barney Warner was from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and. Let me tell you, man, these guys, they work their fingers to, to the bone, man, yeah. for, the, for these riders. And, and uh, uh, you know, the, the, the common guy that doesn't actually see behind the, behind the tents, you know, and inside that rig. What all goes on? These guys tear these motorcycles down. I'm talking about to, to the Frame bone it pretty brain. much. Yeah. And every week. And uh, it's just amazing. And how, they do it quick, too. Yeah, it's amazing how fast they can put them back together yeah. and stuff like that, you know, and uh, do engine changes between motos. Yep. I mean, hell, it takes me it takes me a week and a half to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to take my airbox out of my right, right. Frame, you know, on my, yep. on my pumpkin. But, <laughs> pumpkin. Uh, you know, it's uh, – these guys, they, they, they give their, you know, 100%, you know, 110% to these, to these riders, man, and – and uh, it becomes basically kind of like a, a 
you know, a, a brother type of deal because you yeah, know, family. The, the sure. riders are are relying on them and and uh, and and have to. There has to be a big trust deal there. So, you know, it's a um, it's a lot of work that those guys put in. You know, and the riders they're out there busting their ass in the training side of it and the riding side. But man, these uh, mechanics they they bust their ass just as hard. I agree. Um, so a little bit ago, and I think. I don't know if we were recording for the archives when I brought this up. I think we might have been in a break and just talking to our YouTube listeners, but if not. So uh, somebody on YouTube, one of our listeners, asked me if I got any updates. I believe it was Garrett Rockley on Zacho if I was under suicide watch or not from his injury. So I texted Zach to get an update, and he texted me back. Uh, so I said, you know, how you doing? And he said, yeah, dude, my shoulder is prog- progressing really well. And I'm hoping to be back on the bike soon. And the goal is still to be at Millville as close to 100% as possible. So, yeah, thanks, Zacho, for texting me back while we were on air. And, yeah, man, my uh, – so you haven't been in the studio for a while. I've, I've been a Chis- Kyle Chisholm guy for years. That's been my guy. Yep. Zach's kind of my guy now. Zach has sort of taken over as my favorite rider. Uh, Kyle's still right there. Yeah. But Zach's my guy. Um just as I've gotten a chance to get to know the guy in the last year, he, he he's my guy. I can understand. So that, man. I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm very impressed with him. We we had a little, or I texted him going into Hangtown, and uh, I said, "Hey man, here's my goal for you. This is what I want as your your riding coach that you didn't ask for." And I said, uh, first couple rounds, fifth, right around fifth. That's what I want. First three rounds, maybe four. Then I want a, a podium. I think I said two podiums. Then slow it down a little bit. Maybe fourth or fifth is okay. And then I want some wins. So we're right there. Yeah, right we're right in, there. Right like when he got that podium, when he got that first place motor the other day, I texted him. I said, all right, man, you're, you're, do, you're listening. And he's like, yep, thanks, man. Thanks for the advice. So, you know, Steve Mathis can say he gives advice. But no, man, Zach's listening to Dark Side. So, no. Anyway, we all do. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I just spit all over my mic. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so another commercial break, and we will be back with Will Hahn in just a moment. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, Get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. What's up, Moto X-Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why Allsport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. 
They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam C. and Cirillo, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Right, our next guest of the night is online with me and he is brought to you by Powerband Racing. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. They are a WP authorized service center based out of Minneapolis and trusted by guys like Ryan Sipes. From mini bikes to big bikes, Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. On the line with us, Star Racing's Will Hahn. What's up, Will? Uh, hold on, man. Just finish another day here and uh, just keep plugging away. Yeah, so uh, we we just had Derek Dwyer on with Geico, and I asked him about having a week off, and he's like, yeah, it, it, it's still just tons of work. It's You guys really don't get to slow down any, do you? <laughs> no. I mean, it's nice not having to get an airplane. Right. But, I mean, we're still we're still hitting it hard, and, you know, we have to track most of the day today, and uh, just trying to make progress in any way you can. Well, speaking of progress, I mean, look, you guys always have incredible horsepower and starts, and uh, Justin Cooper was killing it at the beginning of the season. But Dylan is making some progress, man. He's got those starts figured out. He's coming on strong. Uh, I believe he's 25 points down behind AC, and then Justin's only 26 points. Um, Man, you guys are making a championship out of this thing. Those guys are coming on. They're going to give AC a fight to the end. Yeah, I think so. I think with either one of them at this moment, I think we're in a good spot. Um, we've been working really hard with Dylan on starts, and uh, just trying to. And that was his biggest downfall at the first couple was, you know, by the time he'd get going, it was too late. So yeah, um, you know, it was a big deal to, to us and to him. And uh, it looks like that's all paying off, and we're just going to keep keep doing that. As a team manager, and you have a guy like Dylan, who it's got to be mentally stressful for him knowing that he has the speed he has the talent but he's just struggling with this one small aspect such as starts how do you keep somebody like him uh a guy like him motivated and not kind of you know getting down on themselves um i think you know not really he never really tends to get down it's just a frustration okay um to where he you know he just gets kind of like i don't understand you know like i feel like i'm doing the right thing <laughs> just not getting the start and he's like you know my teammates are getting whole shots and, right so, you know, it was just kind of dissecting that, and we just, I feel like, have made a simple fix to to making it easier for him. You know, the bike's okay. capable of doing it. Um, he's capable of doing it. It's just little things, you know. Um, it's funny that it's so often, rather than not, the basics are so overlooked of some little stuff like that. So I think, you know, we just kind of tried to apply a few things, and 
try to put my head together, like, you know, what works for me, you know, when I, I, I was always a good starter. So, and I tend to help these guys a bit on that. Um, you know, obviously, and then we have a good group of guys that are also good at seed things. So, you know, we put our heads together and just kind of try to make a plan on what can make it. Open. So just kind of taking a, de- taking a deep breath and, and relaxing a little bit and then, you know, approaching it at, um, you know, coming at it at a different angle, you know, is kind of how I've always done. And you know, it sounds like that's what y'all are doing. Y'all are just kind of, you know, taking a deep breath and, and uh, you know, revising and going back through the basics on it. Well, that's the thing is, like, I, I explained to the guys a few times that, like, most of my whole shots, I didn't think about anything on the gate. Like, if you're thinking, like, I got to do this, this, and this, like, I, I think you're personally, you're already done. Right. Um, I think if you go off of kind of instinct and, and what to do there, I think that's better. Like, oh, where's my throttle at? Where's my you know what I mean? Like, I think it needs to kind of be off of, um, you know, instinct and, and, and just repetition. Hey, Will, your phone's breaking up real bad. Is there any way I could get you to move a little bit? Oh man, is that better? Yeah, it's, it sounds okay right now. Um, okay, you may just—are you in the race shop? No, I just—I just got home. So oh, okay, my—I don't have services for Wi-Fi, so it normally works pretty good here. Okay, yeah, you're sounding good right now. Hey, and I want to change subjects for just a second. I know you listen to Pulp. You know who Gringo is, right? Yeah. Okay, so Gringo is watching us. We're we're streaming on Facebook right now, and he's he's got a Gringo question for you. So I'm gonna throw it out there. Okay. All right. Ask Wilbur if my cousin Lola has a shot at love with Will. She lost her legs in a pinata accident, but she'll go the extra mile. <laughs> that is extremely dark, but I'm smoking for it at the moment regardless. <laughs> well, you know Gringo, man. He's got to go there. So. And... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to some racing, man. Um, 2019 Supercross champion uh, Dylan, Dylan Ferrandis. Um, coming into the last round, you know, it, it didn't look likely or clear. It wasn't likely. I mean, it took a, a, an accident, you know, a crazy thing to happen for him to win that championship. And I asked Dylan afterwards, like, was there ever a chance today that you thought, Hey, I could win this thing. And he's like, no. Um, how about you going into the finals in Vegas Saturday night? Did you, did, was there that thought like, okay, we can do this. Or was it kind of like, ah, it's probably not going to happen. I think all of us were optimistic in the fact that we were like, you know, there's still a chance, but I mean, realistically, you know, he didn't really look reachable. Yeah. And the only thing we said in the semi was like, you just got to go win. And then whatever happens, happens. Like, I mean, if you go win and something happens, great. If not, you won. You know what I mean? So that was basically our whole plan on that was just go win this main event. And he did, man. He did what it took, and it was impressive. You know, I, I love – I'm a big fan of Adam's, but I've become a big fan of Dylan's too because I've had a lot of chances to talk to Dylan in the last year and a half or so, and I really like him. I, I, I like, you know, his wife. I think they're good people. So um, I was happy for him. You know, I'm not one of those guys – and this is something that I've talked to him and Marvin about, the, the American fans that are just down on him because he's a foreigner. I, I, I like his – I like him as a person, and I like his work ethic. Um, so I, I'm, I was very happy for him. Um, how was was the winning the championship? Do you think it was a little bit sweeter coming from behind like that, or would it have made? Did it make any difference? It's still it's a championship. Uh, no, I think it meant more just because it was somewhat unreachable to a point where you weren't thinking about that the whole week or anything like that. When right. you're in the point sweep, uh, that last week or two weeks is, is kind of miserable, you know? It's like you just want to get it over with and done with. Okay. And, like, I want to finish this out. I think for him it was like 
still a chance, but kind of unreasonable. So you're probably just doing your thing and like normal and just go try and win the race. I think that was, and then the finish line knowing that you won. Yeah, I think you would be a little bit beside yourself. Yeah, it was. I was up in the press box, sitting next to Steve and Weege, and and David Villeman was behind us. And like I've said this on here, I've never seen. I don't see how he got to the floor as fast as he did. The excitement he had, um, man, he it was unreal. Those guys were so excited. The the celebration going on the track. I kind of felt bad for Chase, honestly, because there was like almost no celebration for that side because it was more expected from him at that point with. Uh, Fortner being hurt, unreal, man. I mean, it was hard to not. It was like the the feeling in the air was palpable from you guys. Yeah, I, I we none of us could even believe it. It was just <laughs> one of those things. We're just we're all looking at the mechanics area, going, I can't, I can't believe it. You know. Well, like uh, the, it was crazy because the headset like even went silent. Right, you know, yeah, we're just like we're all just like. It just really happened. Everybody you know? had to pick their jaws up off the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity. I know this is a whole, a whole different uh, deal here. <laughs> had a opportunity being that I'm, I'm from Texas, you know, Guida, we're, we're Texas guys. And uh, yeah. got, got to, you know, watch you ride a whole lot uh, a few years back being uh, here at these local Texas tracks and stuff. Where y'all based? Where are you based out of now? Uh, I live in uh, Lake Elsinore, California. So Elsinore. about uh, about twenty five minutes from our race shop. So kind of okay. a little bit centrally located to the tracks and the race shop. Yeah, because I know uh, 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 Bobby and you know from way back when you know back in the days uh, uh, back when we went like greatest like say when we had wooden spokes uh, <laughs> yeah. from south you know South Louisiana Mississippi races and stuff and I know. Uh, Man, that guy—he's—he's uh, he, he, got to be a great boss, you know, to you know to work for and stuff. Uh, he was a great guy to be around the tracks and stuff back then with us. And uh, uh, how, how's how's it to how how are you finding it to work for Star? I mean, um, it's a it's a great organization. Y'all got a great team together. Hell yeah, they do. Um, seems like it's just like all of a sudden just kind of accelerated you know, warp speed or whatever too in the last couple of years, you know, that it's, uh, that it's, you know, not just one rider, you know, that, and, and, a, and a second that's fairly comp- uh, competitive, but now it seems like y'all have got three riders. I mean, the whole group, you know, that is, uh, that's running in the top 10 all the time, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, when you're doing well, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it makes work a lot easier. Um, but I mean, working for Bobby and learning from him, and then obviously Brad as well. Brad was here when I wrote to the team, you know, 11 years ago. So yeah. um, I know all these guys for a long time, and uh, I I wouldn't really change a thing right now. I, I know uh, these guys treat me really well. They've welcomed me back and uh, trusted me with a lot of things, and I think that um, that says a lot for them too. Um, and I just know, you know, the whole staff, you know, we all we all work together so well. And, you know, if it's not their job, they understand that it's not, but they're not scared to put your hand in here and there. And we all kind of wear different hats and we just get the job done. Right. Yeah. Well, are you getting to ride any at all? Yeah, I actually rode today. Uh, really? I still ride a, a decent bit. Um, you know, it's a little bit of testing here and there uh, when needed. And then, um, yeah, I basically just in and out. Like, I mean, I have my, my own bike at the shop and stuff like that, like a test bike. And, right. Um, 
we'll touch in on stuff here and there, or I'll ride one of the riders' bikes if they need a little bit of help or just an opinion. Now I know you've touched on it on Steve's show, and you know they talked about trying to get you to do the one one twenty five race and this and that. But <laughs> like seriously, how much or do you miss the the competition of race day? Like when you go to you know, you know, but the training, like nobody, nobody really likes the training or not too many guys like the training. I wouldn't think, but come Saturday, you know, you get to the track and I mean, do you like, damn, I wish I was throwing my boots on today and lining up to do this. Yeah. Certain tracks, like at red Bud and stuff like that. It's, it's, it always kind of brings back the nostalgia, the nostalgic of this the event, you know, and how you, how much fun I had there. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's times, especially, you know, I have my test bikes, you know, basically a race bike. So mm-hmm. when I ride that during the week, I'm I'm like thinking like, damn, I really want to ride this thing, right. you know, and, or how would, how would I do, you know. But then you introduce all those different pressures and stuff like that. It's different when you want to do it for yourself, you know, than, rather than, you know, doing it for, you know, your living. And um, which, I mean, I still have a blast riding. I love riding just as much as I always have. Um, but at the same time, uh, it is kind of nice not having the, the overall pressure of it as well. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, could you do two thirty plus twos right now? Um, right now, no. Um, <laughs> this time, this time last year, yeah. Uh, okay. I could have, could have no problem. Uh, I just haven't been riding as much as normal. Yeah. Um, when we got that new bike, I was riding a lot, uh, and we've been going through a lot of things on it, doing a lot of motos, so. Um, like off the bike fitness, yeah, I, I could do 35, but I just don't, I don't have enough seat time right now to be able to do it. Sure. All right, uh, so, oh, I got a question. Yeah, so, how about it? y'all got, you know, you got the three guys that are mainly, you know, finishing up in the top 10 pretty consistently now and stuff. Who do y'all have, you know, in your opinion, looking at it, um, who do y'all have that's basically, you know, rookie, uh, that y'all are expecting to really do big things here in the, in the rear, real near, well, hopefully future. master pool, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I see Ty, like, I mean, he got a fourth this weekend in the moto. And I think that was a, a big step forward. And I mean, that's awesome. And then, uh, I mean, we have our two amateur riders, Matthew LeBlanc and Jarrett Fry as well, that I, you know, I really expect a lot out of them. Um, yeah. they're riding really good right now. And I think it's, um, going to go really well but yeah i mean obviously we have a lot of expectations at a tie so are y'all gonna be uh is do y'all have a race the same weekend as loretta's or is that that's an off weekend isn't it it's off. yeah off weekend i'll be there half the week um the second half and then some of the other staff will go in early okay um so yeah so we'll, we'll be out there yeah I, I hear big things about leblanc um i try to follow the amateur scene a little more than uh than steve does because you know like I, I joke with Steve, and, and I've become pretty good friends with like Rider uh, Rider D and some of those guys. I'm like, hey, we're gonna get you on our show. We're gonna pay attention to you now, so that when you're at that level, you come to us first yeah. and tell Steve, no nah, man, you, <laughs> you don't like the remember you didn't like us a couple years ago. Yeah. So, um, I do want to tell you as a a big fan of Pulp, I I really have enjoyed your weekly calls. I think that thing needs to continue. I think all the fans love when you call in. Um, That's really become something that's kind of a highlight. It's like a segment of the show now. No, it's pretty cool. Like I I always enjoy that. And like, obviously Steve and I are, you know, good friends and it's, um, it's cool to be a part of that. Like, I mean, I just enjoy the show in general. So to be a part of it's uh, even cooler. Yeah, I agree. Like now that I'm sort of doing the wrap up show and sort of part of it, and you get the haters, but I don't care, man. Like I said last night, 
Uh, you know, we've had I've had people complaining to you know like you see it on Twitter or whatever, like, oh, Darkseid has his own show. Why has he got to call into the pulp show? I call him because I love it. I mean, I like the show. I like talking about motocross. Yeah. Really don't care what anybody thinks. Um, it's just I, I'm very thankful for what Steve does. And um, you know, I, I sent you a text last night. Uh we're not gonna talk about what it is because we wanna make sure it goes through well, but um yeah, I think that that idea for the next time you're you're on pulp uh, that that should go over well yeah no i think we got a good plan right now yeah yeah definitely well will i told you i wouldn't keep you too too long i know you you got done you got home and you probably want to rest up and uh off weekend coming on but i appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time uh love to hopefully one day you'll get back out here at texas and maybe come to oak hill or something and have some fun on a day off or something i don't know i'd love to Get a chance to throw throw down some laughs with you when you're laughing me like twelve times. Or Glenn Helen in November. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I would love to get back out there and do some riding. I'd like to do that in the off season sometime one of these days. Bring a bike out there. I'm actually I'm building a two stroke activity right now, so to have my own personal awesome. bike should be be pretty awesome to come out there and rip it up. Absolutely. Well, we'll try to make that happen. But once again, thanks for a few minutes of your time, and I'll see you at Millville. All right, man. Well, sounds good. And I appreciate you guys calling. Absolutely, Will. You have a good night. Thanks. You too. All right. You you guys know that's Will Hahn. Um, So we're going to wrap this show up. Um, Tony Cutler, who just joined us on YouTube. Sorry, man, you're late to the show. Um, But he's in New Zealand. Their time schedule is crazy. And he's probably, I don't know, the scenery, as I've said before, in New Zealand is, like, out of this world. So, like, I wouldn't want to watch YouTube either. Probably I'd want to go check something out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, episode 130 was fun for me, Derek. It was an awesome evening. I appreciate uh, being uh, being able to come in. I was telling a story about my – I need to finish that – about my tendonitis, right? So, yes, sir. Uh, before we wrap this up. So, yeah, I was having issues. Doctor said a couple weeks off. I don't remember where I finished off. But um, I took a week off work after WW Ranch to try it, just hoping that would work. Still, I went right that weekend. Incredibly painful. Hand went numb. Went to a um, orthopedic doctor. She said same thing. Took x-rays or everything. It's – she said it's tendonitis. She gave me a steroid pill to take yeah. a few times for like four or five days. Took that. The last couple of days, it's been a little bit better. But when I really work it, my right arm, I can feel it. So I'm really actually a little bit worried about Millville. Um, but anyway, so no, I you this all started because you asked me if I've been riding. And yeah. I really haven't because of that. I Excuse me, I'm all I'm right. kind of burping right now, squeeze, man. Sorry. Squeeze with your knees more. Relax. Okay. Well, I'll try that. Go down to the local motorcycle shop. And yeah. They get you one of those cruise controls. You know, okay. Because it's your right hand. Yeah. That's throttle side. Throttle side, yeah. And hook you up one of those cruise controls. Yeah, I might. Oh, yeah, and, just or uh, a throttle lock or something. It. Yeah. And just uh, and just use the clutch and a, yeah, and a shifter. And, like pin it wide open uh, and like it, with man. a lock and just use the clutch. That's just a good like idea. I'll try that, Derek. I'll try that at Millville. <laughs> yeah, we'll rig that up. But no, I haven't been riding as much as I wanted. I uh, went to Oak Hill couple weeks ago and just set up and sold for the pro cup and got to watch didn't ride any um i'm gonna try to ride this weekend are you in town this weekend um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in town for a couple of weeks because okay uh besides getting ready to to go to loretta's and all that stuff uh um i just got my layoff the other day a week ago this last friday oh okay off you know which i work construction so yeah yeah work my way out of a job every time i go (laughs) right right till the next one starts you know until the next one starts sure working on that so i'm gonna be around for a couple weeks and uh just gotta let this rib heal heal yeah oh yeah before i go to before i go okay i'm gonna try to go like to buffalo creek saturday or something it's close 
if it's open, yeah. I'm going to try to go over there. I've got some friends locally here who aren't motocross people, but they're younger sons. There's three families who their younger sons have gotten like little XR80s or yeah. whatever, they just want and ride. they want to go to a track. And Buffalo Creek's the only track that has like a kid track that I really close where they can kind of get on it and see, go over a couple small jumps and then decide if they want to get on the big track. So I, that's that's kind of my goal okay. is to try to go to Buffalo Creek. But um, well, we'll just... Cool. You're working and bringing new people to the, to well, the hell yeah. track. Hell yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, again, fly FR5 boot giveaway. Email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Tell us two of Derek's teammates when he was with PCP Racing, now known as Pro Circuit. That's going to be... We're going to draw a name, and you'll get a set of boots. That's pretty badass. Uh, please try to contribute to the Jeremy Durrett fundraiser. If you didn't hear or don't remember the information, just, again, email us, motoxpodshow at gmail. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way to get a hold of us for anything, and I'll get you the info, but we need to help this guy out as much as we can. We're going to be raffling off a custom-painted fly F2 for that. I think that's it. I hope so. If I forgot anything, oh, well, we'll talk about it in two weeks. No show next week. Uh, everybody enjoy their non-moto, non-pro motocross weekend. I hate I when there's hate not it. a race. I hate it. But that also means that I will not be destroyed in fantasy motocross this weekend. So, because well, it's a race. But see, I hate it when it's outdoor season. Why? Now, um, you know. Ooh, me, there's something else I want to talk about. Finish your thought. I'm not an, I'm not a supercross guy. Okay. But. See, you know, I wish we had 52 weeks of uh, outdoor, <laughs> outdoors, outdoor races. Yeah, I think you're going to be disappointed in the next few years as those go away <laughs> and we get more super crosses. Yeah. Here's what I, I knew there was something else I was wanting to touch on. Uh, end of the show. So the 2020 Supercross schedule got just came out came out today. Um, you know, there's always people upset. There's always people happy. Uh, Houston's gone away again. I don't know if that's a permanent thing. Some of these rounds are like year to year, every other year. Yep. A lot of people are upset that Nashville went away after one year, but it'll be back in 2021. Uh, so we've got St. Louis back. A lot of people don't like St. Louis. I thought it was all right. The city around the stadium wasn't fantastic, but I, I mean, I've only been there once. I thought it was okay. Uh, and then what else we got? So Atlanta, Daytona, Indy, Detroit, Seattle, Denver, Foxborough. That, that's one that flips back and forth. The big one is the finals are at Salt Lake this year. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Vegas is the week before. That's wow. the big complaint because, you know, championships over. Everybody wants to go celebrate. Go party. How the hell do you go celebrate in Salt Lake City? <laughs> um, I think you get on the highway and you drive south. Yeah, to yeah, Vegas. to Vegas. You know, I think some of this has to do with. I guess it doesn't really make sense. Since it's only one week because Vegas is the week before. But the Sam Boyd's going away. The new Raider Stadium should be ready to go in 2021. I would have to assume the finals will be back in Vegas for that. So that's a that's a question. What are they going to call the Raiders in Vegas? The Las Vegas Raiders. So the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, they're not changing the name of the team. Just the name. They've been, you know, they've been Oakland. They've been Los Angeles. It's like so, the Rams, St. So Louis, my, Los Angeles. Okay, my question is this. Uh -huh. Which NFL team has moved stadiums more than any other NFL team in, in the in the history of the NFL, I'm gonna say it's probably the damn Raiders or the Rams because they were Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams, St. Louis. back to Los Angeles. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe the Raiders are because they've been Oakland, L.A. They, they, you know, they've been and Vegas. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, and of course the the Houston, no, no, the 
Tennessee Titans were the Houston Oilers. So I don't know if you can count that, but yeah. Anyway, that's but Utah. From what I heard or read uh, was that Utah, you know, is like the the sports capital or whatever their motto is about the, being the state of sports, and they they probably put a lot of money towards paid field. When did they run Utah last? Because then they run. It's been a couple of years, I think, since there was years. a Supercross there. Yeah, yep. I don't remember, but um, anyway, what do you guys what do you think about no Houston though? Since we're Texas, I, yeah, we get Dallas. You don't uh, even like Supercross. So I'm asking the wrong person. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. You don't enjoy Supercross. Uh, I like racing. Okay, uh, I like it all. I'm just not a big Supercross fan. Uh, my thing is uh, the biggest states in motocross. Okay. Okay. Are your your southern states like Florida, Texas, uh, California, um, even Arizona? You know, is is a big motorsport. Uh, state okay um for dirt dirt scootering um then you know you got your michigan and your indiana illinois i'll pull it up in that area yeah all right but uh why is there not more races in the southern part of the hem- southern part of the hemisphere to start with supercross I mean, or anything, anything. motocross you know motocross okay. or supercross indoor or i i think well you have to have the facility We've that got facility. that that and they have to put a lot of money up to yeah. get the race. Yeah. I mean, it cost Tony Miller, I think, millions yeah. to make that happen. But then they come down here, just like WW Ranch this year, and it's, I mean, so hot, and everybody's miserable. Okay. And the Move viewing is, the tracks are very, very flat, so viewing is hard to see. People don't want, the spectators don't want to go when they can't see but one corner and yeah. sit out in the heat. So that's been an issue. That was one of the big complaints about Freestone. Freestone. Uh, WW was very similar. And no you hotels. Could, yeah. Uh, free, uh, WW had a lot more hotels in the area, but you couldn't see a lot. I, I think they're going to work on some of those. Those are things that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you know, certain tracks like a Red Bud, it's just so iconic, it's probably not going to ever go anywhere. Okay. Well, why don't we do this? Okay. Why, why don't they um, – where where was it that they had the uh, that night uh, GP in the, in the uh, NASCAR stadium? Oh, that was Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, why not? You've got the, the ground space. Yeah. Why not move some of that more there to where you have like a Daytona type I of I think it cost a, a lot to do that, and it, and they didn't make anything back. Hey, I mean, for years we had GNC races and Astrodomes and everything yeah. else, man. And it I, I, an think, I think it has a lot to, that had a lot to do with finances, and they're just, like nobody really showed up, and I don't, I don't know if the Speedway wanted to do it again. I don't know the details. I don't remember the details. I have heard them talk about it, but that would just put them more in the southern scene. Yeah, so we got more NASCAR. Well, there's a lot of teams, a lot of people moving to North Carolina, that yeah. South Carolina area now too. But yeah. man, I, you know what? That's not a bad thing. We get Davey Coombs on here in the next couple of weeks and talk to him about that. You know, I mean, I haven't I, had Davey on in over a year, so that's, the, that's just the the that's one of the bad things that I see. It's just everything we got. Like the outdoor nationals, we've got what three or four in a row out in, in California or in Supercrosses too. We got yeah. on the West Coast. I understand, you know, that's where the majority of the industry is and stuff like that. And you've got people that'll fill up the fill up the uh, the stadium every time. But um, it's a uh, you know we just need more races down south. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm looking. In, I'm totally getting ready to change the subject for people that are listening to this later. I'm sitting here looking at the recording program and you see how when i'm talking 
Yeah. And then now yours has gotten like really low, but that I don't know. So say that something. It's probably because I was turning around looking at you. I don't think so. I think something's happened with your mic. Mm. But so if you're listening to this and you've made it all the way through and there's issues with the volume. And it just not really like sure. Weed is talking to himself. Not really sure what happened. No, you're there. It's just really low, but I'm not sure what happened. But anyway, um, TJ gets mad when I talk about this stuff on air, but it's part of the show. So, um, and I'm still learning. I'm not. I'm not Travis Marks. I'm not a professional uh, producer, and TJ's not even a producer because he's never here. So, <laughs> anyway, hopefully it sounds okay. Yeah, I would love to see more races down here, but I, you know, you could ask. Davy Coombs, or you could ask the guys at Feld, and there's I think there's a lot of factors that we don't know about that go into it. A lot of it's probably financial. I think that's that's probably the number one thing that these companies, Feld and MX Sports, are looking at is financial. Oh, what def- does it cost to put this money. race this this event on, and how much are we going to see in return? Well, I'll make sure and ask here in a couple of weeks when I see Davy Coombs. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll try to get Davy on too to talk about it here, and maybe for Loretta's or something. Um, because that's how long? How many weeks is that? Uh, I'm leaving on the 22nd. The race, the the race week is the 28th of July through August 3rd. Okay, so that it sounds like that's the week after Millville. Then is that another week off already? So yeah, I guess so. whatever week it is, I'll try to get Davy on the week before, and maybe we'll talk about it. He's he's gonna be really busy, so I, it'll probably be hard to get him on. Well, I'll get to, but see I'll reach out. Because, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna be helping Potts set up. Pot, oh, there you Potts go. Potts is doing all the cooking for MX Sports. Oh, there you so go. So he'll be over there, you know, fixing him a plate. I wanted something. to talk to him at WW Ranch because I saw him a bunch, but he didn't look like he was ready to talk. He was so busy. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I just left him alone. All right, that is the it for episode 130. Um, I think that's it that I can think of. Again, I said a little bit. If I forgot anything, sorry. Derek, appreciate you coming in. Shock we socks. shock socks. Yeah, YouTube's still on. X brand goggles. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do our sponsor reads again, real quick. Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Works Wheels and Mods, Extreme Colors, and Kyle Tucker. Uh, he is now with, I have my notes and I lost it with his new son of a. Right there, ain't it? No. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Thanks for handing that to me. I'll do... Kyle Tucker is now with Remax Fine Properties. Kyle at KyleTuckerRealEstate.com. Okay. Sorry for flubbing that. Boot, fly boots giveaway in two weeks. Uh, I got to send this blood lubricants out for our winner from last week. We are out of here. Thanks for listening.